why didn't you apologize to Chris in your acceptance speech? Um, I was fogged out by that point. It's, 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 it's all fuzzy. I've reached out to Chris um, and the, mes the message that came back is that uh, he's not ready to talk. And when he is, he will reach out. Um, so I will, I will say to you, uh, Chris, I apologize to you. Uh, my behavior was unacceptable and I'm here whenever you're ready to talk. Um, I, I want to apologize to Chris's mother. I saw an interview that Chris's mother did and you know, that was one of the things about that moment. I just didn't realize and you know, I wasn't thinking but how many people got hurt in that moment. So I want to uh, apologize to Chris's mother. I want to apologize to uh, Chris's family, uh, specifically Tony Rock. You know, we had a great relationship. You know, Tony Rock was my man. Um, and uh, this, this, is, this is probably irreparable. Um, I spent the last three months um, replaying and understanding the nuances and, and the complexities of what happened in, in that moment. Um, and I'm not gonna try to unpack all of that right now, but I can say to all of you, there is no part of me that thinks that was the right way to behave in that moment. There's no part of me that thinks that's the optimal way to handle a feeling of disrespect or, or insults. After Jada rolled her eyes, did she tell you to do something? No. Um, it's like, you know, I'm, I made a choice on my own from my own experiences, from my history with Chris, Jada had nothing to do with it. Uh, I'm sorry, babe. Um, I'm gonna say sorry to my, my kids and, and my family for the heat that I brought on all of us. Um, to all my fellow nominees, you know, this is a community. It's like I won because you, you voted for me and it, it, it really breaks my heart to have stolen and, and tarnished, tarnished your moment. Um, I can still see Quest Love's eyes. You know, it, it happened on Quest Love's uh, award. And, you know, it's like, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry really isn't sufficient. What would you say to the people who looked up to you before the slap or people who expressed that you let them down. Um, so there's two things. One, um, disappointing people is my central trauma. Um, I hate when I let people down. 
Um, so it it hurts. Uh, it hurts me psychologically and emotionally to know I didn't live up to uh, people's image and impression of me. And the work I'm trying to do is I am deeply remorseful and I'm trying to be remorseful without being ashamed of myself. Right. I'm human and I made a mistake and I'm trying not to think of myself as a piece of shit. Um, so I would say to those people, I know it was confusing. I know it was shocking. Um, but I, I promise you, I am uh, deeply devoted and committed to putting light and love and joy into the world. And, you know, if you if you hang on, I promise we'll be able to be friends again. It's the Talking Games Podcast. Welcome to the Callum Games Podcast. Today we have the major on our show. <laughs> no. uh, welcome back to the Talking Games Podcast, episode 73. Uh, it's Sunday, the 31st of July, 2022. Thank you all for joining us. Uh, that was uh, Will Smith's apology at the beginning of the show. Callum, do you, have you, do you believe him? Do you believe his apology? Uh, well, he is saving his career, but you know what I mean? He kind of needs to. Yeah, I mean, he, he said it wasn't about his wife and it wasn't because she looked at him and rolled her eyes. I don't believe that because mm. he was laughing first and then he looked at her. She rolled her eyes. He got up and slapped him. I don't, I don't believe. The evidence is right there. The evidence is right there. You can see it on camera. It's not like it's third person telling you from somebody else. You know what I mean? I know. I know. But, yeah. Crazy. Anyway, uh, thank you everyone for joining us. Don't forget to check out the website, gamesinquirer.com. You can find us on all the socials, forward slash gamesinquirer. Uh, don't forget to follow us on Patreon if you'd like to support this podcast or the website. It would be very much appreciated for just £3 a month. Uh, it would definitely help us out. Uh, if you can find, find the link down below if you want to go check us out. Uh, but that being said, uh, the first bit of news up this week. Cool. Uh, Sims 4. Uh, accidentally added incest in their latest update. <laughs> wait, wait, what added incest? Where? Uh, Sims 4. Uh, there's a free update from EA uh, for Sims. Uh, it's causing players to age rapidly rather than they should do. Uh, but the one thing that people are really talking about is the fact that you can now sleep with your siblings and your parents. <laughs> it's just weird. This is weird. Welcome. Uh, <laughs> Welcome to EA Sports. Yes. It's in the game. EA. Sims 4 reporting that the game's July 26 update. Uh, looking to date family members, you can outdate family members oh, because of the update. Like, it's uh, just sweet home, Alabama. <laughs> One player shared a screenshot of an older woman who wanted to start a romantic relationship with her own son. Another player mm. shared a bug report with EA stating that some of their male sims wanted to date his twin sister and ask his twin sister to be his girlfriend. 
uh, in the same support thread, a player on Xbox shared an off-putting example of a daughter wanting to date her father. Uh, <laughs> this is just weird. EA needs to fix this immediately because this is sick. Uh, EA is obviously wearing a bug. Uh, yesterday, a dev on Twitter confirmed the team knows about the ancestral issue. Uh, he's looking to fix it ASAP. Uh, EA also reconfirmed he's working on a fix. Uh, top of this less ideal bug, some players are encountering Sims after the last update uh, is less gross and more existently devastating uh, because the players are reporting that you are rapidly aging, like going from a baby to an adult in less than a day. Uh, some folks are experiencing Sims aging from young babies to elderly in a matter of minutes. Uh, as with the family members wanting to date each other, it's kind of a, a weird bug issue that definitely it, needs to be fixed. It's the future of Sims, obviously. <laughs> the Alabama edition, I really I really love the update there, EA. Yeah, love no, it. Apologies to listeners from Alabama if we have any. Oh, no. Or any, or any <laughs> I feel bad now. <laughs> You know, stereotypes, what you need to know. Xbox is closing its fiscal year, though, uh, with record annual revenue. Uh, has been the market leader in North America now for three quarters. That is nine months in a row among next-gen consoles. It is beating Japan. In, it's beating Japan. It's beating PlayStation in Japan for five quarters, which is just over a year and a bit, uh, continuously uh beating playstation in sales as uh, portland's fourth quarter earnings on tuesday in the u.s so it's a gaming revenue decreased uh 259 million or seven percent compared to the period before uh but hardware revenue also decreased 11 percent uh content and services revenue fell six percent which was driven by lower engagement hours and monetization by third parties uh, partially offset by game pass subscriptions uh, they said the decline you're seeing Xbox is partially reflection of the fact we had that launch about two years ago. So with the supply constraints we've seen over the last couple of years, it has kind of extended out that period for consoles. Uh, we're still seeing strong demand, though, coming off those highs we saw in the last couple of years with the launch. Uh, nevertheless, $3.45 in quarterly sales for Xbox represents the division's second best fourth quarter ever, ever according to independent market analyst Dom's playing, uh, assuming 3.5 billion in quarterly gaming sales, annual revenue from Xbox reaches 16.22 billion. Uh, while that's down on a, bi- a bit on a rolling basis, uh, it's the highest fiscal year sale ever for Xbox. Cool boy. Uh, Xbox gaming period posted record revenue for a non-holiday mm. quarter during its third fiscal year, ending in so, March. So they're actually However, making money then? Or, yes. So it sounds like they're making money when there's hardly any stock to begin with. Well, they're selling digital games and Game Pass and stuff, and it's mm. more people are joining Game Pass than ever. So their money's still going up, even though from the PC market as well, I suppose. Yeah, PC market. They're they're earning multiple. They have multiple avenues. Um, Sony, however, is having issues. Uh, it has been reported earlier this week. Uh, Sony PlayStation reports for this year declined. Shipments have reached 21.7 million console units, which is far below what they promised. Uh, Sony shipped 2.4 million uh, during the first three months, ending in June of this year. Uh, this is 0.1 million compared to the same quarter year before, up 0.4 million compared to the previous quarter. Uh, during the earnings call from this past week, Sony refused to be drawn on whether current economic pressures could, least, could lead the company to increase the p- price of the PS5. 
which is extremely worrying because that console is all very, very expensive. Wait, wait, wait. So you're thinking about increasing the cost of the PS5? Yes. When right. people can hardly afford it? Exactly. And there's not that much because price, you'd think because there's so few and they want people to buy them. They may lower the price for the console. Uh, I think I know what Sony's doing. They're seeing how much scalpers are selling them for, and they say that people are willing to pay that extra amount. That's still really bad. Mm. That's bad. If you're looking at some, what somebody's doing illegally and thinking, oh, they can make money that way, maybe we'll increase our price. That's bad. That's a stupid marketing decision. Well, the price is just going to increase even further on the illegal stuff. So. Yeah, because there's so few. But if Sony released more consoles... Mm. There would be more, that way the prices would come down. It's the way Xbox has done it, because you don't see any scalped Xboxes anymore. And the reason you don't see scalped Xboxes is because Xbox produced a lot. And mm. the prices have gone down for those of the people that are trying to sell them. The price is now in line with retail. Because yeah, because there's more of it. PlayStation needs to do the same, they're just not. Uh, Sony has obviously refused to discuss it. Uh, however, in April, Sony raised the Japanese prices uh, for a number of consumer products, including cameras, Blu-ray players, uh, home theater systems, headphones and speakers. Uh, it said the price revisions were made in light of the ongoing semiconductor shortage, which, weirdly enough, Xbox is not going through. Uh, other external factors that have caused the cost of raw materials, manufacturing and distribution to increase. Uh, in recent months, analysts have forecast that products rely on semiconductors are set to become more expensive. Uh, earlier this week, Reality Labs announced plans to increase the price of its MetaQuest 2 VR, which we'll get to in a bit. Uh, in May, uh, Forest anal- analyst Glenn O'Donnell told CNBC he expected chip prices to rise 15% in the year ahead. That's heavily expensive. Mm. Uh, yeah, chip, ma- chip makers uh, face their own increased supply issues. Uh, this is exaggerated by apparently the Ukraine war, uh, as in demand is, remains high while supply chains remain constrained. Uh, energy prices also on the tear, uh, including electricity. Uh, in turn, he forecasts that manufacturers will increase the price of PCs, cars, toys, consoles, electronics, supplies, mm. and many other products. Uh, margins are already tight on some products, but they have no choice but to raise prices. Uh, Sony obviously published its first earnings quarter earnings on Friday. Uh, it said it experienced a drop in sales and operating income following a significant decline in software sales. I will say this, um, people are going on blaming Jim Ryan for potentially the price of the consoles increasing and stuff. Uh, and then it's, it's gone on to uh, censorship and Jim Ryan's all about censorship and PlayStation are just censoring everybody. For example, with Humber the game it was, but there was a nude scene in the game where other console makers were allowing it, and then PlayStation mm. censored it. Uh, it's you kind of have to look at who the console manufacturers are, who the console brands are owned by, uh, because if you look at Xbox, their company is an American company. They don't have a such strict censorship laws in the US. PlayStation uh, is owned by Sony, who's a Japanese company, and in Japan they have very strict censorship laws uh, so jim ryan people blaming jim ryan is not kind of fair because if you blame jim ryan for something that sony's doing or sony has ordered it's yeah you, you can't blame jim ryan for for the company he's not in complete control as in the way phil spencer is he runs the company he's a businessman yeah. yes he's not a gamer i've seen this take this week he's not a gamer no 
he's a businessman and that's what sony wanted to run playstation they wanted someone with corporate experience he's worked his way up through playstation but he understands business he understands marketing and economics and marketing strategies and economic strategies and finances and everything else that you'd need to run a company Hmm. he gets that whereas phil spencer started near the top he was around one of the beginning members of xbox and has worked his way up to management and he un- he's a gamer so he understands the gaming community playstation and not playstation are a company that's owned by sony that sees it as just another division it doesn't have the same ethos in the back end it doesn't have the same people that sort of gamers and this it's you know what i mean though it's it's, it's not the same it's not the same marketing strategy. It's not the same way that they're looking to run those companies. Sony's Japanese. They have strict strict censorship laws. They're not going to allow Jim Ryan to just go off and do what he wants because they're seen as a Japanese company and mm. they have that Japanese, you know, Japanese cultural image in mind. They they don't want their Japanese audience to see that they're putting out games with nudity because that's not allowed. Yeah, which is why. Your take though on that. Uh, well, nudity in games. I, I, of course, Jap- Japan have a whole lot of strict regimes, you know, like strict yeah. censorship laws. But at the same time, they're not that strict in other aspects. Like no. you've seen, I mean, they, the, they, you've they seen the whole hentai market, haven't you? <laughs> yeah, I mean, they censor pornography, they censor violence. They censor pretty much any everything, even movies, TV, mm. uh, the internet. They're, if you try and go on uh, a porn site, for example, in Japan, that's heavily censored. You can't watch anything over age 18. And even if you can, if you can get hold of it, then it is blurred out and you can't see anything. That Anything that looks remotely like it's going to be offensive to somebody is blurred out and censored. So and this comes to our non-sponsor Surfshark VPN. <laughs> I, I do wish Surfshark will sponsor us. That would be very cool. <laughs> one day. I might try and get in touch with them and see what they say. But anyway. Um, one. Well, no, but no, you're right. It, it, they do blow most of the stuff. <sighs> but they still make the stuff in the first place. Yeah. But that's the reason, though, is because when they know that their first market they're going to launch that in is going to be Japan. And they can't. It depends because there yeah, has been times when the majority of games like Final Fantasy and things, games like that, they're going to release in Japan first, and yeah. they don't want those games releasing to Japan because they'd have to censor it, especially the games they know that the Japanese audience is going to play, like Near Automata, for example. That's a good game. It's a third party, but the, when they know that game is going to be releasing to Japan, they have to censor it because. Japanese audience are going to want to play it and if they release it without censorship it's going to cost them because then they'll get sued by the Japanese government or fined or whatever and they also don't have the money then to make two individual copies, they can't ask the developers to go back and make another copy just for Japan, so it saves money because they're not as financially strong as Microsoft are, obviously they don't have anywhere near as much money they just take the Japanese version, put it with English sub or English subtitles or English language, and then release it to the rest of the world. It saves them time and money because Sony is not as rich. 
yes, they have a couple of billion dollars or quite a lot, bit more than that. But I think it's about 145 billion. But then Microsoft is worth at least 20 times that. Yeah, yeah. Why Microsoft could get away with doing whatever they wanted. Sony cannot. And they can't afford to be sued by the, or fined by the Japanese government or any Japanese person or company because they released an uncensored, an uncensored version to the Japanese market. Their primary goal is to satisfy the Japanese customers. That's all they care about at this point. Because that is their biggest audience, that is their biggest market, that's the one that's going to make them the most money, and they're based there. I don't think Sony is kind of going to get sued in its own country. That would be devastating. Uh, but we do have some good news regarding consoles. Uh, the Steam Deck uh, is now going to be uh, more available for customers. Valve's handheld has been defined, obviously, by long queues, limited supply. It's taking you, what, a year to get yours, Callum? Yeah, took it took a while. Yeah, we just got it. There is a video on the website right now. Go check it out. Link will be down below if you want to go look at it. Um, but it's a news post that went up early this morning, uh, which is when was that? Two days ago. So Thursday was it Thursday? Yeah, Friday. Uh, Valve's announced it'll be able to fulfil demand sooner than expected. Uh, many of the supply chain shortfalls that affected Steam are gradually clearing up. Valve said, uh, as a result, Valve is currently promising. Uh, everyone in the reservation queue will get their Steam Deck email this year, with many customers who are in the quarter four or later window getting moved up to quarter three, uh, which runs from July to September. So if you are currently queuing or have been queuing for at least a year and you've been waiting for a Steam Deck, good news. You haven't got to wait until next year now. You're going to get moved to latest September, mm. which is awesome. Uh, new reservations will fall into the Q4 window, anything that comes in now. If you try and order now, you will be. Well, I've noticed. I've noticed that if some models you can still get for a Q3 delivery window if you order now. Apparently, some people were saying that they saw this. Yes, I've seen that as well. It is possible because there is people that are cancelling. They don't want to wait this long. Uh, we don't know when the Steam Deck will eventually hit, actually hit shelves, rather than you having to order it. It's already hit shelves in America. Yeah, but it's not available in Europe though on shelves. No. You have to you have to order it, which sucks. It comes from the Netherlands here. Does it come from the Netherlands here? Well, that's, they shouldn't really okay. have a reason for it. They should be able to put that on shelves sooner. Yeah, but... If, if it's coming from Europe, then... Oh, yeah, it's coming from the Netherlands. That's where the post got sent off to. They, they sent it off to here. That's all then. Okay. Well, hopefully that's going to be dropping on shelves soon. Uh, I'm looking forward to actually picking one up when it does, because I need the price to come down just a tad, because I've already paid out way too much money for other stuff. Uh, but before we jump into deals, Bungie... Have you seen this news this week, Callum? Uh, which which news is it for, Bungie? Uh, Bungie developers have said that players have been sending them real death threats. Bungie has said it's reduced communication with players. It is limited support uh, for Destiny 2, uh, spe- particularly on PC, uh, due to players sending them their staff real-world death threats. It, one stu- the studio explained they are taking it extremely seriously. In reaction to a Reddit post, uh, no, Bungie noted uh, was responding to users far less frequently. Uh, that's what happens when developers receive harassment and death threats over a video game. Uh, when a user suggested that a focus on the rude minority was a deliberate PR-driven attempt to reduce communication without backlash, uh, community manager for Bungie, DMG04, claimed that this situation had gone beyond merely rude remarks and escalated to threats. Uh, here's the thing. 
He said the harassment we've spoken to isn't just rude replies on Twitter or vague comments. They have been real threats towards our people in our studio. We're taking them seriously, which is leading an amount of which leading to an amount of reduced communication as the team plans future protection strategies to help avoid these things, sort things in future. Uh, he said, I'll be very clear that I appreciate the studio and the amount that's helped me personally. After some serious harassment towards me and my family, I'm taking time off in part of because of this. Just because you can't see directly in a given tweet or forum reply doesn't mean that it didn't happen. Uh, noting this did have an impact on recent play on decent players who are now uh, who are now lacking the ability to communicate with developers. Uh, they said none of this is meant to be punishment to the people who can leave clear and respectful feedback. Uh, there are no instances of Bungie where people actively look at a conversation and plan retaliatory actions towards our player base via hotfixes, updates, or comm strategies. Sometimes we just need to take some time to get things straightened out. Can take weeks, can take months, just like any film pipeline. Uh, if we want what's best for our players and our and our employees. That said, we can't just move about business as usual until things are resolved. It sucks. We want to make sure that folks are safe and taken care of. I agree. It's a bummer that we don't have much as much interaction here as of late. The team is planning ways in which to communicate with you all. Some of these plans are looking forward to when I get back in. I assure you that many on our team are checking out threads each day and talking about feedback. Early this week, Bungie filed a lawsuit, obviously, against Luke Leone, who was the Destiny 2 streamer. Studio accused of being a serial cheater and committing of fraud and harassment. Uh, Leone has repeatedly made threats towards Bungie and employees, talking about his desire to burn down their office building and declaring that specific Bungie employees were not safe, given Leone's intent to move into their neighbourhood. That is absolutely appalling. Oh, yes. What the hell is wrong with these Destiny players? What well, the hell is wrong with you people? Seriously. Well, it's definitely not their Destiny, is it? They're just, oh. just scum. Really? That is unbelievable. Unbelievably disgusting. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Why would you threaten people you don't know and their families and threaten to burn down office buildings with people inside? Over a game. Grow the fuck up. I know, it's absolutely disgusting. That is messed up beyond belief. And I'm, I'm, if there's any way in any help uh, I can provide any Destiny developer, if there's anyone listening, because I've got friends in security, I will gladly pass you your number if you need some help getting to them from work or something. If there's any help I can give. Honestly, that is disgusting. That is beyond revolting. Yeah, it's terrible. I just don't understand why people think it's uh, all right to do that. I mean, they've got to be kids, haven't they? They've got to be children. Well, they must be most of the time they are. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't. I don't know a single grown man who would threaten a developer's life over a video game. It's who's made real world threats. Who threatened to come to their offices and kill them? They're not all right in the head, mate. I'm telling you, whoever that is who's doing that, you're pathetic. Don't don't threaten people just because you don't like their video game. No, no, it's, 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 it's not. It's ridiculous. not just men either. It's women. It's older members of the gaming development team up there, some of which are near retirement. They're just threatening to kill everyone because they don't like Destiny Two. Just because they don't like one game. Yeah, one game. 
pathetic. Oh, it anyway, is. before I lose my rag, <laughs> uh, let's jump into deals of the week. Are you looking to start a podcast? Sign up with Podbean. Voted the number one online podcast app by people like you. And it is. Use our promo code podbean.com slash gamesinquirer. That's capital G and capital E. And get your first month completely free. It's easy to use. You can record right on the app. No mess, no fuss. Sign up today and get your first month free on us. And it helps us out too. What are you waiting for? Join the number one podcast app on the internet. With promo link podbean.com forward slash gamesinquirer. Right, so with Groupon, you get two Odeon tickets for 95 pence for any upcoming movie. So that could be Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Anyone? Anyone? Ooh, I see a deal. Oh, Sonic the Hedgehog 3, whenever that actually releases. Uh, but that's on Groupon. All right, so let's actually get to the video game deals off the, say it, week. Right, so we have Super Monkey Ball Banana Mania Launch Edition at the Game Collection for £12.30. On the series X. Uh, pre-order Tetris 2 on the Switch at the eShop is £12.24. You can get yourself a really nice Logitech G305 gaming mouse for £25.99 at Amazon. It's the Key-DA designed, uh, sponsored by League of Legends kind of stuff. But it's a typical mouse, not your multi-button thingy magic that people get confused about. I have the G603 and that one's actually really good. Uh, Logitech is very good. Uh, minimum latency technology to get your clothes on. You can get Hades on the Xbox One and Series X in Asdas for £3, um, which is actually pretty good for a physical copy. Uh, you get Battlefield 2042 for the PlayStation 5 for under £10 at Amazon. So that game has dropped down really, really fast, hasn't it? What game is that again? Battlefield 2040. Oh, yeah. Oh, speak, speaking of which, if you're in the US, you can pick up Anthem right now for a penny. <laughs> nice. <laughs> for a penny. Of course. Worth, it's worth it. Um, it's C- worth about a penny. CEX, the uh, used game store at the moment, has a PlayStation VR camera, Model 2, without the uh, camera, uh, with two-year warranty, for £50 in store. Or £51.95 delivered. That's not bad. That's not bad at all. You got the headset, just use your control and you're sorted. Um, and then, uh, which other deals do do you think these these guys want to hear about? Uh, well, we got Callisto Protocol Day One Edition on Amazon right now, forty five pound ninety five. Uh, I believe that's pre order, isn't it? It must be. Yeah, that's both pre both consoles, PS five and Xbox Series X and S. Uh, definitely worth a look. That price is amazing. That game is going to be fire. Uh, PlayStation VR Mega Pack right now, Smith's Toys. Uh, it is £200. Uh, that includes VR headset, processor unit, PS camera, and stand. Uh, apparently, you do get a couple of games with that as well. That's for £200. That is not a bad deal at all. Uh, that is at Smith's Toys. Uh, you can also get Super Monkey Ball Banana Mania Launch Edition on Xbox Series X and One for just £12.30 on the game, uh, game collection. £12.30, that's insanely low. That game is actually very, very fun. If you've got a family and kids, definitely worth a look at that. Uh, Demon Souls, PS5 right now. Amazon is £34.99. Wow. Uh, Control, uh, Xbox One, is £5. £6.95 delivered at CEX. I think it's worth about a fiver. I try Control. I wasn't too much of a fan. It's very claustrophobic. 
Uh, but there are obviously a very healthy fan base for it. It's become more of a cult game. Uh, if you are enjoying the sort of superhero sort of powers and stuff, I mean, it's up to you. I personally am not into it, but it's up to you if you don't want to play that. Uh, Xbox Series X Fortnite The Last Laugh bundle with 1,000 V-Bucks is just a pound in Asda. That's insane. Uh, extremely low. Uh, you can also get Marvel very. Avengers on both Xbox One and Series X. Uh, £5 in, on Asda. Urban Flow right now on Nintendo Switch is just 89p on the eShop. Uh, that is expiring uh, in August. So you've got at least a month to grab that. Uh, Orcs Must Die at CD Keys right now is just £1.29. Uh, that is not a bad. Orcs Must Die 2, though, not Orcs Must Die 3. I do enjoy Orcs Must Die series. I think that's a very good series. Uh, definitely worth a look uh, if you are interested. Uh, have you got any more, Callum? Uh, no. No. no? Uh, that's all for your deals of the week. A uh, quick discussion this week, because obviously Ubisoft has been cancelling mm. all of their games. Uh, everything they've pretty much got coming up. Uh, it's just Why? insane. <laughs> they've they've cancelled four games. They've delayed another two. Um, uh, they've cancelled development right now on the Splinter Cell VR, Tom Clancy's Ghost Recon Frontline. Uh, reportedly, they've also cancelled another two this week. I haven't been able to find out the names of them. Um, but they've just ca- they're cancelling everything. Like we, though we know we've got Skull and Bones coming out. Let's do out later this year. I'm not a fan of it. Avatar. Uh, they've delayed that. Uh, they've delayed the next Assassin's Creed game, which sucks. That's now not coming out till middle of next they're year. They're just delaying everything they can get their mitts on. Yeah, I mean, with, I mean, we know they're releasing the next Skull and Bones. Has, I mean, uh, they delayed the next Skull and they're bringing out the next Skull and Bones. But yeah. the thing is with Ubisoft is that they've always been known as the studio of innovation. They've always been known as. But yeah. Yeah, as do you know who made the first DLC? Ubisoft. Yeah, they were the first company. To ever make a DLC, that was a Splinter Cell. I think that was around, what, 2005, 2006, roughly around that point. First company ever to make DLC. So they are innovate. They are do innovate the gaming industry. When was the last time they did anything innovative, though? Because mm. Watch Dogs, all their open world games are exactly the same. There's nothing different between them. You look at any, like, Watch Dogs, Assassin's Creed, even the Splinter Cell and, like, Splinter Cell shooter games they bring out, they're all in the same format. Oh, yeah, they are. All of them. They're all all of them. So they're not innovating now. If you look at Skull of Bones, this latest game they're bringing out, yes, it looks mighty nice, but it has Black Flag looking to me. It doesn't look any different. Because if you think about it, I know we haven't played it yet, but I'm worried that Black Flag... it's going to be Black Flag 2. It's going to have semblances of ship combat we've seen from them. It's going to have people, you know, it's going to look like Assassin's Creed in parts. Yeah. You have to, like, dive off the bat- off the beams and stuff. It's going to be climbing elements, the same thing, like, traversing the environment, the same way you have with Assassin's Creed. Because you're not able to just, in Skull and Bones, we know for a fact, you're not able to just pull up and jump out the boat. There's a loading screen you have to dock. And then there's a loading screen and then you can get off the boat. So there's no diving off the boat into the water and swimming to shore. You can't do that. 
And yes, there's going to be things like krakens and sharks and etc. You can have giant squid. But this isn't anything new. This isn't innovating the any games we see from Ubisoft. This isn't anything new that they've done. Has Ubisoft, in your opinion, lost their identity of what they were before? Yes. They don't even release Rayman anymore. I mean, they haven't released any new games. They keep bringing out... I mean, I know Skull and Bones is new, but when you look at the gameplay trailer, it, it screams to me of Black Flag. Oh, yeah. And you know they're going to copy the same mechanics that we see in Assassin's Creed. They're going to copy the same mechanics they've seen, we've seen in Watch Dogs, in a way. I don't see anything... I don't see them doing anything different now. I mean, they may surprise us and come out with a completely new engine, but I don't see it. Is that how I, I honestly believe they are not the Ubisoft they were 10 years ago? Probably and I know not, people, yeah. development studios can change, but they're not the same. They, they used to create amazing games. Like, if you look, for example, at the Assassin's Creed series, you've got like the original trip, uh, trilogy of Assassin's Creed, the Ezio, which, in my opinion, is still the best, still the best tr- Assassin's Creed games they've ever made. Oh, yeah. Out of any of them, I mean Valhalla. Yes, is is amazing graphically. It's it's fantastic, but as far as storytelling and individuality, like the 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 three Ezio games are incredible. That's my opinion. Could be changed. Somebody else may have a different one, but they are completely different than they were ten years ago. Like, how, would you say that they've lost their identity as far as? who they were when they made those Assassin's Creed games. Uh, mm, and elaborate. Yeah, I guess so. I, I don't know. Like, like the, when when they came up with the first three Assassin's Creed, they did get better. And then it just kind of got to a point when they weren't improving on it. They were just releasing buggy versions of Assassin's Creed games and platforms. Or, and they all felt the same as well. Yeah, yeah. They all played the same. They all had the same story. For the most yeah. part, they had the same character. And I'm talk when I'm talking about like the the Miles games. I'm talking about the ones with like um with the uh, Ezio games. I'm talking about the ones with Miles until he eventually dies in the third. I hated that. <laughs> but since they killed off Miles, they haven't really gone from there. They haven't really moved progressed the story forward. They just changed the character and the narrative. There's no. Like, for example, what happened to Juno? Where does she go? Why is the earth falling? Why is, where's all the government dealing with it? Why are these three, you know, computer hackers in the middle of the woods? What the hell are they going to do? You know what I mean? What exactly are they... Where's the story going from when they had Miles die? Why have they not moved forward? Who's not... To, why is there not a new one taking up the reins to go after Juno? Who started this? Get her back in the box, in it not that what the story blind was? The reason the Earth is dying is because they let Juno out. I'm not sure. So it's something about that. I swear she like the she her being free caused the Earth to collapse or something, or like the sky to fall in, and it's causing the end of times or something. She has something to do with it. I know that much. She has something to do with it. So why is no assassin going after her? Why are they still jumping back and going to, into different eras? To try and, you know, it, it doesn't make sense. And she'll try and find the apple of Eden. You got it. You had it in your hands. Why is it not locked away? Why are you still looking for it? It's stupid. It really doesn't make any sense. 
No. Hmm. It doesn't make any sense whatsoever the way that they've done this. Like, this, this, I mean, Valhalla's brilliant, yes, but where's the connection between Valhalla and the Ezio games? Because they're still doing the same thing. They're still copying the same mechanic. There's no progression of story. You don't need to have multiple games. If you, if, it's just... Uh, your final thoughts on Ubisoft right now? Because I'm, I'm seriously disappointed. They're not who they are anymore. You know, they've lost their identity. They're now just soft. Yeah, they're not. They're not the same company. They're not the same. They're not. They're not innovating anything, which sucks. And I'm really gutted they delayed Avatar because I was looking forward to that. That could have potentially been a game of the year, and they've blown it by cancelling it. Now you got to wait till next year. And next year, there are even more games coming out because everybody's delayed till next year. So they may have blown their chances. But at the same time, you've got so many great games from them in the past. What are they doing lately is the problem. They haven't, they're not, they're only bringing out one game this year. A game that I'm still holding hopes for that are going to surprise me. I doubt it, but it's possible. It's possible they could. But at the same time, they're not, I don't see anything on the trailer that is screaming to me original. And it's worrying, really. Um, Moving on, though. Uh, MetaQuest 2 is getting a $100 price increase next month. Currently, the price of it is £300. I know because I just bought one. Uh, but apparently, that price is now going to go up to £400. Uh, Reality Jeez. Labs is confirming the accessories and refurbished units will also cost more. So, MetaQuest 2 is now going to cost US$399 for the standard. Five hundred US dollars for the hundred and twenty-eight and two, which is the two hundred and fifty-six. So the standard is one hundred and twenty-eight gig, which is four hundred. Now the five hundred is going to cost two hundred and fifty-six gig. It's for the, going to be for the two hundred fifty-six gig. I can't speak today. Mm-hmm. Uh, alongside this, <laughs> alongside this changes, they said to also increase the prices for the MetaQuest Two accessories and refurbished units, which is which is disgusting. Uh, the blog post didn't confirm new UK prices. However, the UK price is still 300 for the 128 gig. I've got that one. Uh, and 400 for the 256 gig. Uh, Reality said that customers who purchase a new MetaQuest between August and December and activate the device before January 31st will receive a free copy of Bates Sable. Seriously? I thought I ordered one. I need to go order one. <laughs> That's not fair. I just ordered mine. I'm going to miss out on a free game. No. Uh, explaining its decision to increase prices, the company said the cost required them to make and ship its products have been on the rise. Same way with PlayStation. Uh, he said, by adjusting the price of Quest 2, we are continuing to grow our investment in groundbreaking research and new product development that pushes VR to new heights. I don't believe that for a second. Hmm. Uh, place, Facebook is seriously struggling. Uh, with num- people leaving the platform. They're not getting as many ad space. They need to make money somewhere. Uh, they're in panic mode, and the only thing they have right now that is really making the money is a VR. Yeah, which they're upping the price for anyways. Yeah. Uh, shots have, though, been fired, speaking of Facebook, at their monopoly uh, by the FTC. It's taking ho- aim at the hottest VR fitness app. Uh, it's been obviously been a bad year for Meta, uh, a company formerly known as Facebook, uh, despite almost making $7 billion in profits in recent months, 
uh, TikTok is taking over that market. Uh, they've stolen a considerable number of Facebook's customers. Uh, Facebook Meta is now being sued by the Federal Trade Commission over its monopoly in VR technology. Uh, it's a shocking case to have consequences for other big acquisitions in the realm of gaming. Uh, filed on the same day as Meta's latest bad earnings report, the FTC is seeking an injunction against the company's attempted takeover within, which is a VR startup with a hit workout game called Supernatural. Uh, the agency literally called it an illegal acquisition in its press release. Uh, Meta responded, claiming a statement. The FTC statement is based on ideology instead of evidence and will hurt future development of VR. Uh, it's a risky case. One they think is worth bringing because if they succeed, it will help bring the frontier of enforcement outward. That's from William Kovacic, who is the uh, former chairman of the v- FTC. Uh, the case will be hashed out in the next couple of weeks and months. Keep in touch. Uh, Stay tuned to the podcast. We will keep you updated if any more news comes out. Uh, the FTC's meta lawsuit, though, had, did come as a surprise, considering Within would barely even register as a rounding error on the billions that Meta makes. Uh, it seemed like a weird deal for the FTC to go after them for. Uh, antitrust advocates state it's a perfect target for rolling back on the clock on years of lax enforcement uh, after letting Meta gobble up competitor after competitor. Uh, because of these failures and others, the FTC and DOJ is now scrambling to make catch-up, uh, which is why they're now going after Meta for this small company acquisition. Uh, FTC Chair Lena Khan uh, in the lawsuit against the Wind merger said no more. Uh, Meta controls now 62% of the VR market. Uh, in the first oh. quarter, of that's a lot. Uh, they shouldn't have been allowed really to go past 50, but there you go. Uh, it's Oculus Quest headset. Uh, shipments made up 75% of the market. The more people bought a VR headset from Meta than they did from any other maker like HTC. Uh, in just a week, it announced it would hike the price by $100. Uh, this funnel uses it into the Oculus Store for VR apps. One of them is obviously Supernatural, which they then own, which means they make more money than people buying it. Uh, it lets you box, meditate, and do yoga in virtual reality. Uh, don't box in virtual reality unless you have a safe space. Because I nearly broke my hand doing that. Oh, chew. I punched the wall playing Creed. It hurt. Uh, the <laughs> headset technology Oculus Rift uh, was originally developed by Doom lead John Carmack. Uh, it's currently valued it at $2 billion and is set to grow this year even further. Uh, if Meta is allowed to buy within, the competitive pressure will slacken. The FTC wrote this announcement yesterday. That's a lessening of competition violates the antitrust laws. Uh, it could also may have a strong impact on gaming because Microsoft's bid to buy Activision Blizzard has still not passed through the scrutiny stage of the federal government, which is going to be a problem. Uh, it did obviously, it has obviously own Obsidian, Exile, Ninja Theory, Bethesda. Uh, they looked by Activision Blizzard, which will increase their studios. I think Activision have like 20 studios themselves. So that's more for Xbox to have. I think that FTC, I mean, they're not going to be the biggest. Tencent and PlayStation are still going to be the biggest market leaders this is really just helping xbox make more games it's a problem that i think the ftc is going to be looking at extremely closely yeah they don't want to have if they're if they're now playing catch up where they're going to come in on this xbox deal because it is is through nearly there to passing over the line with the senate you know questioning if that happens then by April next year, the deal will go through and it'll be done. However, 
if they in the FTC are now scrutinising the smallest purchase of within a studio that isn't really worth only it's only really worth a couple of million. That's going to be, you know, destructive if they then go after Microsoft deal. Mm. You got to worry that this is what they're doing. they're trying to stop all everybody buying things. I mean, Microsoft is not going to be a massive company anyway. They're not going to be taking over PlayStation or Tencent. They're not going to be taking the number one spot. But still, they are buying the fourth biggest publisher outside of the console makers. Oh, yeah. Which is going to be a problem. But, yeah. uh, GTA 6, we did get some announcement this. Thanks to Josh Shreer. Uh, he said GTA 6 is going to take place in Miami. Uh, will feature a female protagonist. Uh, so all those rumours about it being with the cartel last year was bullshit. Uh, the game is <laughs> to be at least two years away. However, as we exclusively leaked last thing was about two weeks ago, or a week ago now, uh, the GTA 6 is in beta. So 12 to 18 months. Keep so 12 to 18 months until it releases. 12 to 18 months. It's the usual time. If it's in beta and there's nothing wrong with it, then 12 to 18 months later it will release. That is generally the time period for all games. If you've got the game to beta, which is a playable build, and it's all working... They've claimed that they've been on this game for years. I doubt it very much because they only really started development last year. Like physical development, coding and stuff. But mm. if you've got to that point where you are able to send it to people to play, then it's usually about 12 months and then it goes gold and then you can ship it. That is usually the the time period. If they're going to delay that by six months, okay. But at the same time, I, I still think it's going to be mid early to mid 2024 if they hold it off till christmas fine but you know it's it's almost there uh gta 6 will obviously have based in miami they have stated they are going to be adding new areas new islands uh in a continual update as far as what that means for gta online kind of worrying because they've stated they are going to be releasing version 2 now whether that means they'll be expanding on gta online currently or they'll be completely scrapping it Mm. everybody's had got to a level a thousand and owns all the buildings and has millions and millions of dollars in the bank and all the cars and you spent time and money it's going to be worrying if that game just they just suddenly decide yeah we're not doing that no more let's do let's create a new one i can see them doing that and it's worrying me for me uh particularly because i've spent a lot of money on that game i'm never going to pay and give them another penny but i suddenly just delete my character after all this last seven years it's kind of annoying yeah. Uh, uh, early designs call for the inclusion of territories modelled after large swaths of North and South America. Uh, the company ruled in these ambitions to cut the main map down to a fictional version of Miami and its surrounding areas. Uh, Rockstar's next game, GTA 6, uh, will include a playable female protagonist. That's according to Bloomberg, Joshua, uh, Joshua whatever your name is. Uh, it, but people are obviously saying it's just a female. No, it's, it's based on Bonnie and Clyde, so there is a male and female character. It's not just female. Uh, the woman is a Latina. Uh, she'll be paired with one of a pair in a story influenced by bank robbers Bonnie and Clyde. Uh, developers are being cautious not to punch down, though. They have stated they will no longer be making jokes about race, gender, etc., which just kind of goes against the point of GTA or Grand Theft Auto because it's always been about a game that punches down on everyone. It's not just one person. It's everybody they, they punch down on. Yeah. It's kind of trying to censor GTA is ridiculous because it's a game that 
is against censorship. It speaks about censorship and then just completely kicks it back in if you know what I mean. It's not a game that you can censor and they're trying to censor it, which I don't know whether that will have a knock-on effect to sales or the people are going to be annoyed with it because it's a game that's always been outlandish. You have scenes where people are having like, are getting sex while they're talking to the business partners, are getting blowjobs and stuff. And like they're, they're, they're snorting cocaine off people's boobs and, and then telling you to go murder a bunch of kids on a bicycle. It's nuts. The game is insane. You can't really... I mean, I understand if you don't want to make jokes about, you know, race. That's cool. Not a problem with that. In fact, I, I think that's well-deserved. It shouldn't happen. But to take... Like, try and censor it. How far are they going to take the censorship is my worry. Uh, is what I'm worried about. I don't want to see them start censoring everything because that's going to make GTA boring. Uh, it's also been claimed the game's single-player map will be updated over time, including new missions and cities on a regular basis. Uh, the least it hopes this will lead to less crunch during the game's final month, so we could see a bare-bone game at launch, which is worry for Rockstar. Uh, the game will feature more interior locations than previous, so you'll be able to go into more buildings and own more buildings. And yeah, uh, Bloomberg has reported that a cultural overhaul at Rockstar is at the core of the big change of the franchise due to some of the changes that the company implemented in an effort to improve working conditions, such as restructuring of the design department and a pledge to keep overtime under control. Sweeping measures have been introduced to the company once famed for a cultural uh, fitting of the name Rockstar. Uh, at the time of the pandemic, Bloomberg claims that the company ousted several senior figures that the employees thought were abusive or toxic. Uh, this is a long way, obviously, that they've reduced. Okay. Uh, Hello? <laughs> no, not the whole thing. <laughs> uh, this is a long way for the 100-hour work weeks. Uh, the former Rockstar head Dan Houser seemed to brag about. Uh, the company employees have been given new mental health and leave benefits uh, to help stick in this new vision for Rockstar. The company's hired more producers in order to help on top of the sprawling production schedule. Employees say this has been positive as reportedly also caused bottlenecks. Some employees said they found themselves wanting waiting around to communicate through middlemen. Uh, it felt like multiple people were in charge, leaving them unsure of who should make the final call. Uh, Tom Henderson claimed last July GTA 6 would release 24 to 25, partially due to Rockstar's new focus on employee well-being. Uh, at the time, his claims were backed up by Bloomberg journalist Jason Schreier, uh, as well as VGC's own sources, currently. Uh, last month, a Rockstar insider accurately leaked information about the company's game. In the past, claims remasters of GTA 5. GTA 4 and Red Dead were on the table, which are no longer planned. Rockstar have, in fact, cancelled GTA 4 remake. Uh, Kotaku later backed up the claim, citing sources within Rock of Rockstar's plans. Uh, this is obviously, they've cancelled everything to create GTA 6. If you are currently playing the latest update, we will have a review on that this week. I have finished it with what there was, and it's terrible. Uh, I'm not a fan of this GTA quality of life update. What they've released is garbage. Mm. GTA 6, yes, is going to have a body and Clyde character. It's going to be set in Miami. What that means for the online is still kind of up in the air. I have heard rumours that they're going to be scrapping GTA 5 online, which means everybody that's currently playing GTA online is going to be to lose their accounts when they release GTA 6, which would be incredibly stupid. I hope they don't do that. Uh, quick note, though, before we jump into break, Dostard... Dr. Disrespect uh, revealed the first gameplay demo for his FPS Dead Drop. 
Uh, Midnight Sight officially named the showcase their multiplayer title. I have had a look at the the the, uh, the demo. I'm not impressed, to be honest. Uh, on Friday, the studio officially named the PVT multiplayer title, uh, which is planning to incorporate NFTs into. Yeah. Uh, debuted as a first playable snapshot of the game, which is available to download for previewed users on its website. Uh, the playable snapshot is part of Midnight Society's plan to include its community. Uh, if you wanted to play this, you have to give them money first. <laughs> so it's not particularly a demo. You have to subscribe and pay them a load of money. Uh, there could be testing reload times and recall patterns in a firing range or jumping in for the first PvP sessions. No more, I hope this game will be good. Be there when your voice can actually make an impact. That's come from straight from the studio. I'm stupid. Uh, developer said it also intends to forge a partnership with a select list of mega influences. So mega influences. <laughs> I bet you any money is going to be a Jake Paul in this. You can start with Jake Paul if that is. That's going to turn a lot of people off. Uh, mm. Sinat Sight's three leads obviously consist of Beam himself, which is Dr. Disrespect, uh, studio head Robert Bowling, and creative director Quinn Del Hoyo. Uh, Bowling also works as known among Call of Duty players by his name 402. He was the creative strategist and former community manager at Affinity Ward. Uh, Del Hoyo, meanwhile, spent the last nine years working at 343, who was most recently the sandbox designer on Halo Infinite. So we have they have a very good team, uh, but the comments here are insane. Uh, looks by another bland FPS game. A number yeah. of people say that nothing stood out. Like, it, it looks all right. It's just an FPS game. Just yeah. another FPS well, game. One user said, can tell the dude worked for Activision. Which is obviously preferring not disrespect because this game looks like something Activision would make. No, uh, I'm sorry, but that's still an insult to Activision. <laughs> uh yeah, one user said he's played it. Uh, he found nothing stood out. Absolutely nothing stood out in this game. Was anything he hasn't seen before? It doesn't look interesting. Uh, but he said it did look nice. They do had ray tracing in it. However, whilst it looked nice, it was completely just bland, which yeah. isn't surprising because I had the same thoughts. I thought this game was bland as hell. You start. Maybe you have like a shooting range, and then, like. yeah, it's it's not worth playing downloading this. At the moment, yeah. this game is boring as hell. Yeah. Uh, are you, are you, is it something you're interested in, in looking at? Have you had a chance to take a look at what the uh, show with the demo? Oh, definitely. I'm definitely interested with how great it looks. You know, is that sarcasm, Callum? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm I'm not a fan of the way. I mean, yes, it looks nice, but at the same time, this demo you're supposed to when you release a demo, it's meant to be capturing people's attention. It meant it's meant to capture the media attention. It's meant to get people excited for the game coming out, so they pre-order or buy it. The demo they released is shite. It's really garbage. It's garbage. It, it's literally just bare bones, really limited FPS things you've seen in Call of Duty twenty times. They've taken the mechanics you've seen in every Call of Duty since the game first released and then put it into another game. Mm. And then said, oh, you can't do this unless you buy an NFT. Yeah, I know. It's, it's, it's really crazy. crap. It's really bad. And this is just a money haul. This is not a serious uh, not a serious release. I don't care what, if, what they've tried to come out and claim. It's not. This game is ridiculously stupid. It shouldn't, it shouldn't exist. Anyway, we're going to jump into some music. We'll be back in just a few minutes for Talking Guys Podcast episode 73. Thank you for sticking with us.
back shortly. But she moves like lightning, then she counts to three. Then she turns out all the lights and says she's coming for me. Now put your hands up, this is a heist. And there's no one in here living gonna make it out alive. Load it up when the sun comes down. Getaway car for two young lovers. Me and the girl straight out of town. Over the hills and undercover, undercover, undercover. Green, green girls, blue, blue sky You better throw a party on the day that I die Green, green girls, blue, blue sky You better throw a party on the day that I die We hold together, Adam and Eve But the girl is so much more than just another apple thief Yeah, she's a genius, watch and learn she sets the world on fire just to watch the sucker burn Load it up when the sun comes down Getaway car for two young lovers Me and the girl straight out of town Over the hills and undercover Undercover, undercover She said Green, green grass Blue, blue sky You better throw a party on the day that I die Green, green grass Welcome back to the Talking Ace Podcast, episode 73. Uh, we did... Read the <laughs> Yes, he wants Cut to be part off. of this part. Yes, Cut good boy. <laughs> uh, near Automata. Uh, there was yeah, a rumor Automata. Earlier this week. You, you pronounced oh. it right on, up until now. Well, say it again for me. Near Automata. Near Automata. I say it near Automata. Yeah, automatic. People are going to be angry. <laughs> oh, the game. It's lightning. <laughs> uh, there's a huge internet mystery. Uh, people found a church hidden in the game. Uh, it turned out to be a mod, a hoax. Uh, modding isn't as possible as we isn't as impossible as we thought originally. Uh, days of intrigue. People have been sharing this on Twitter. It's been trending like crazy. Uh, it's finally revealed that the mysterious videos of Hitherow's unknown areas in near Automat. Say it again. Near Automata, near auto- I can't say it, uh, were the work of Extreme... Near Automata. Near Automata, it doesn't sound right to me though, uh, okay. were the work of extremely talented modders. Uh, the church saga began when a Reddit user called Sad Futagu 
uh, posted a video of a door that no Neo player had ever seen before, followed up with clips that showed bizarre content. It has hooked the Neo community like crazy on Twitter uh, and Reddit. People have been blowing up this trying to find it. They couldn't work out if this was an ARG for a new game or the work of modders. Uh, it's been deemed that it's been obviously the latter. Turns out it wasn't as impossible to mod the game as we thought. Uh, Twitch stream revealed that the uh, entire saga was indeed the work of talented fans, which were creating new content within the game. Uh, there is a gallery on the article below if you want to go check this out. Uh, but the Twitch stream ended with admission that all of this was created by mods by three individuals. Uh, Devil Loss Revenge, Woeful Wolf and Raider B. Uh, the end of the text slide read thank you uh, afterwards. It has made all the hard work worth it. Uh, for people who are enjoying the discussions. I'm really quite impressed with the work they've done. It looked real to me when I saw the tr- when I saw the uh, the pictures and stuff. It looked like real work, which is incredible. Yeah, beautiful mystery was an impressive hoax. Yes, which is sucks because I wanted it to be real. <laughs> which would be also I love when they release stuff that or they they hot people like developers hide things in game and ask and the players oh, have wow. to go out and find it. That makes the game worthwhile playing for longer and it sucks that they've it's not real to be honest i've come yeah i i have played near and I'm, i was going to jump back in afterwards to try and find it myself but now it's been confirmed with hope it's not much point uh, many believe this wasn't possible but the models have promised to release new blender add-ons and scripting tools on an un, on an open source basis uh seemingly blotting blowing the uh modding community wide open for the first time uh, the church itself will be released to let everyone play what they've been watching. The team says they have so much more in store. So the game is going to be worked on by modders now. Uh, no, really? Is, no, it's not bad, uh, to be honest, because it keeps the game going. People play it for longer. People want to jump back in. It, it makes the game fresh. I wish Square would actually do this. Square Enix would actually I, I, do this. I like fresh. Yes. Uh, I, I hope they, Square Enix, you know, start taking notes from this because... They haven't been as good with it. I mean, Gardens of the Galaxy was good, but they're not so known for keeping content going. Like, they don't really... I mean, when was the last big DLC we saw from Square Enix? Uh, I'm not sure. Was that Final Fantasy fifteen? Yeah. But that wasn't as big, to be honest. That wasn't... It wasn't like a massive expansion. They released some content, but this sort of thing for the modding community, I'm rather impressed by, because they've managed to create intrigue in a game that's a couple of years old now by yeah. confusing people many people think that it's something that's that was hidden in the game i want more developers to do that i want developers to hide things in games create unlock new areas and things that you have to go out oh, and yeah. find and they don't tell anybody about because that's that keeps the game fresh keeps people interested it piqued my interest and i'm not really one for the near series i have tried it it's not really my sort of game but I've played it. It's good. I wouldn't say it was great, but there is obviously a community that's that's interested in it, the community that loves that series, and they want to see it grow. So thank you for these modders for actually keeping people interested in this game because it's it's nice when they when they keep when they when they do this that they keep the community alive. Oh yeah, of course. It's usually down to modders that do this. It's not usually down to studios. Uh, they obviously did apologise to the community for misleading them, uh, saying they wanted to give off the impression of this being a cut or secret content, not a full-blown ARG. They also said they weren't trying to impersonate Yoko Taro, who is the near creator, who has been drawn into the mystery over the last few days, uh, who has been subsequently praised for not ruining the mystery. 
Uh, the team apologised for the anticlimactic ending, saying they were running out of time to do it due to personal reasons. Ever much community has been celebrating the reveal for breathing life in the community even before mods are released. Uh, they've been the most enamoured they've been with something like this, and it's insane. Uh, that came from Ginny Boy, uh, who's a Reddit user. Uh, these guys managed to grab the attention of multiple people involved in the year and have revitalised interest in the series even long after Square Enix has let it go. Yeah, Square Enix needs to stop doing that. I hate oh, yeah. Square I, I love Square Enix with every fibre of my being. We're a fantastic studio when they want to be. But they do tend to let games die afterwards, after they've released it. They don't really yeah. do anything with it, which sucks. Um, what isn't a hoax, though, is all the upcoming games from Bethesda. Uh, these are everything from Starfield to Indiana Jones. All the upcoming Bethesda games were recently announced. Uh, they're obviously uh, Xbox Game Studios. Uh, Microsoft after Microsoft acquired them. They have stated, obviously, Deathloop, Ghostwires, two games that came out previously, which are PlayStation. They are eventually coming to Xbox at some stage uh, because the PS5 exclusivity window is coming to a close very soon. I'm looking forward to that because I want to see what Deathloop plays on the Xbox Series X. Uh, we obviously know about Starfield. Uh, we know about the next Sky, well, the next Elder Scrolls game is coming out soon. Uh, probably in the next couple of years. Uh, we also know that there's going to be another Fallout game, uh, which is due at some point. Uh, but we also know Redfall is going to be another one, Elder Scrolls 6. Uh, Fallout 5 has been confirmed. However, there is no release date for that. Uh, Indiana Jones game, uh, that's mm. come from Machine Games, uh, which is being published by Bethesda, which looks awesome. Uh, that mm. game, I think that was on, was that on Kickstarter? I don't believe so. But it's going to be know. an Xbox exclusive. Uh, you know, it's in the early stages of development, but it will be an Xbox exclusive, that one. Uh, I'm looking forward to playing Indiana Jones, to be honest. I want to play with this because this, I don't know the last time. I know there was one, I think, many years ago on PC. And it was more like a platformer sort of thing. Uh, I think it may have come out on the Mega Drive or the Master System or something like that years awesome. ago on console. There was an old Indiana Jones game. Like, it was basically like a same sort of the format as the Michael Jackson game. Well, they had like basically like a platformer. Mm. Uh, I want to see them actually do a new one because I don't remember the last time we had a triple A AAA Indiana game, Indiana Jones game. I don't think we ever have uh, Fallout Five after the debacle of '76. Let's hope they uh, they learned from that. They obviously are going to be still working with the modding community on that because modding in Elder Scrolls and mm. Fallout series are big selling points. Uh, Redfall as well, which is an FPS of like vampires. That game looks wicked. I'm really looking forward to playing that. We do know it will be coming to PlayStation as eventually. Yeah. Uh, there are pools. That's if the, it releases before the uh, the contract ends at the end of this cent- at the end of this decade. Uh, we do know it currently is confirmed for Series X and PC. Will be releasing next year. Uh, and the, obviously the other game is obviously Starfield, uh, which is releasing next year as well to Xbox and PC. I've heard rumours that Redfall will eventually be coming to PS5. That's if it does. I don't know whether they're actually releasing it right now. They haven't announced it, but the Xbox, uh, the PlayStation window for Bethesda games is still open until I think around 2020 or 2030. I think is the end of it, the end of the uh, their current contract with PlayStation with Bethesda. So it's possible, but at the moment we know it's just coming to Xbox and PC. I'm looking forward to all of those. Bethesda games look insane, to be honest. Uh, the next couple of years for for Xbox is going to be awesome. The amount of games they've got coming out. 
Uh, Multiverse is always the game that's been popping off. Uh, we have got a preview. You've got one, haven't you, Callum, for Multiverses? Oh, yeah, I'm going to have one up tonight. Cool. Uh, definitely go give that a check out if you want to. Uh, if you haven't jumped into the beta yet or haven't purchased a copy, uh, it's definitely worth a look. Uh, my personal opinion, for what I've seen, uh, it's very close to being a contender for Smash. The Smash Bros. Would you would you say that's accurate? Just get ready to smash. Would you say Would you say that's accurate though? Would you well, say it's the closest? It's the closest thing to come out that's similar to Smash, other than Brawlhalla. Would you say it's it's, it's a it's a competitor it's to pretty, Smash Bros? Yeah. Well, Condi, um, I don't pay a penny, so yes, for the, for having to pay full price versus not paying a price then yeah it's, <laughs> you're, you're not going to tell us are you no <laughs> well yeah go check the link out it'll be down below uh, multiverses players unlocked a new rick and multi stage in just three hours uh, community challenge require players to accrue 10 million ring outs uh, multiverses players have unlocked the new rick and multi theme stage uh, the communist stage require players to collectively accrue more than 10 million uh, in the free-to-play brawler, uh, which they managed to do just three hours, they beat that. Uh, Chromulans is the first new stage added to multiverses since the game went into early bo- open beta earlier this week. Uh, player first games released a patch on Friday, uh, which included changes to Batman's back grapple and fixes for the knockback from Steven Universe's neutral air attack and Iron Giant's air down special infinite. Uh, there are plans also to nerf Bugs Bunny uh, because he has a power that basically when you spin the ears it's, it's, unpos- it's impossible to touch uh, so they are nerfing that because players are using Bugs Bunny to just beat everybody uh, the developer also confirmed plans obviously to nerf it in the next update uh, an end date has also not been set for the beta where it goes into uh, to full sale and we will continue to get update with new characters maps, seasonal content and more in the months ahead uh, suggesting any final release will simply come as an update to the existing software uh, the open beta currently includes 17 characters, 9 maps, and 8 modes. Uh, Warner nice. launched the open beta on Tuesday. Uh, it's play- available for PC, PS5, PS4, both Xbox consoles with full cross-play support. No announcement yet on the Switch, which I, I'm pretty certain is coming to Switch at some point. I don't see it not, to be honest. Yeah. It's perfect for Switch. It's the sort of game you should have on Switch. I think it probably when it releases. I don't know, what, I don't know why they haven't bothered putting it on Switch. I don't think they are going to put it on Switch, you know. It could yeah, run on it easy. But. It could run on it easy. And it's, it's, it's using an engine and graphics that could easily play on Switch. Whether they'd allow it to go on if, Switch because of... I, 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 I mean, yeah, it's but because it's, it's Unreal Engine 5. I don't think the Switch supports that. No, but they could easily... I mean, the the engine, the game engine it's built on could easily run it. Whether it, Because it's it's playable at low resolution. It's not like graphically superior. It's not running ray tracing or anything. So if they had to, they could easily downgrade some of the graphics just to get it playable. But I don't. It's, I think it more be up to Nintendo whether they allow it because they've got Super Smash Bros. And I don't think they'd want two competing franchises on the same platform, especially one that they don't own. Yeah, it, it's possible. I, it could easily be done. I think it's per, it's a game perfectly made for Switch. Whether they, I think it's more down to Nintendo whether they want it on Switch. Personally. Um, moving uh, on to some movie news before we wrap. Yes, yeah, just, just before uh, I, I just have to head off now, uh, just so I can get over there. Oh, okay, we've only got literally two stories quick left. Right, do them quick. <laughs> right. uh, MGN uh, movie news has lost the rights to Tomb Raider. Uh, Alicia Vikander is out as Lara Croft. 
Uh, Lara Croft could be getting another reboot. However, uh, she will not be playing as Lara Croft. There is a studio bidding war has ensued uh, for the movie. According to the rat, the right to the Tomb Raider film franchise has lapsed. MGM fails to greenlight the new Tomb Raider sequel in time. Uh, that means the franchise is now up for grabs. Uh, MGM have until May this year, or had until May this year, to put a new Tomb Raider sequel into production because they didn't do so. They've now lost the rights. Uh, this has sparked a bidding war in Hollywood with a host of studios, uh, including Warner Brothers and Universal, uh, in putting bids for the popular video game franchise. Uh, the next films, it seems, will be a complete reboot without Alicia, who stars Lara Croft in the last reboot series. She's the perfect character. She needs to stay in. They need to do something to keep her in. Uh, it did earn a paltry, though, $275 million at the box office, which is far lower than what they're expecting. Uh, mainly suffered from lackluster reviews. Uh, IGN said it's a shame to see the trend of poor video game movie adaptations to continue with a character as great as Lara Croft uh, that basically this movie falls flat because the relationship isn't interesting between the father and sort of and the failure is compounded by lackluster story and characters uh, which is a shame because I did enjoy that movie to be honest uh, mm. last up though Creed 3 has been delayed past Hollywood, Hollywood, Hollywood past Christmas this year uh, release date Rocky Balboa won't be back for the upcoming sequel uh, Michael B. Jordan's epic fight sequel Creed 3 has been delayed until next year uh, it's the ninth film in the Rocky franchise was originally expected to debut in November has now been pushed back to March 3rd of next year which isn't that much of a delay but uh, John once again obviously is starring as Adonis Creed so he will be returning uh, this time around, John will be stepping behind the camera making and will be directing this film. Uh, Jonathan Myers will be appearing as a new challenger, Anderson Dame. Uh, Creed 3 will be the first of the Creed films, though, without Sylvester Stallone as Rocky Balboa, uh, given his passing on the torch in Creed 2. Uh, the second film ends with Adonis making peace with carrying his father's legacy. Uh, Rocky himself travels to Vancouver to patch things up with his son. Uh, Jordan is taking the helm and Stallone is stepping away from the franchise. Uh, which is kind of sad. Uh, I, I Rocky film without Rocky is kind of annoying. I do think Michael yeah, B. Jordan that's is weird. A Rocky film without Rocky. Yeah, well, is it part of the Rocky franchise? It is canon in the series, so it's kind of it's still weird. I mean, I know it's Creed and it's not Rocky anymore, but having not having a even a Creed film without Sylvester Stallone doesn't feel like it's part of the series. It's it's weird not to have him in the film. To be honest, I don't know how audiences are going to react to that. If it's going to affect box office, we do we do know Sylvester Stallone won't be there. Where how that works, I don't know. Michael B. Jordan directing his very first film in this big trilogy, this big end of the saga is kind of a weird one as well, because yeah. this is his first time. So it, I don't know how this is going to work. If if this film's good, he could direct more films, but not having Sylvester Stallone, I don't know if that's going to play out in the box office. It's going to have you know future implications. But anyway. Uh, that's going to do it. Uh, this has been episode 73. Thank you very much for joining us. Apologies for the rush at the end. Callum does have to run. I have uh, my eyes to get tested. Yes. Uh, <laughs> we'll be back next week, next Sunday, episode 74. Don't forget to check out the website. Hopefully, Bam will be joining us. He did have some technical issues. We tried Bam, to do Bam. this earlier with him, and uh, his microphone was not working, so he couldn't hear me. Until Bam Bam returns, there won't be any arguments. So. Yes. Oh, I, I do enjoy it. You two have very good rapport. I mean, I do think it's, it's, it's interesting to hear both your takes, to be honest. Uh, but yeah, that's going to do it. Don't forget to check out the website. Follow us all the socials. Don't forget to check out Callum's preview of Multiverses. Uh, there will be a couple of other previews and reviews up later this week as well uh, for games that we are still, we have a massive backlog. We are trying to get to everything, but we will be back shortly. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. Don't forget to check out the website. Follow us on all socials, and I will see you very soon. Very soon. Take care, bye. Say goodbye. Bye bye. Bye. 
Mr. Talking Games Podcast. 